0: Go. Hi, welcome back to B2B Bits and Bytes, Practical Tips and B2B Commerce for Digital Commerce Success. I'm Kathleen Lelowarczyk, your moderator with one of our regular hosts, ex-Engage CEO and managing partner, Joe Albrecht. Welcome back, Joe.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm great. We're here in another studio session today on our fourth season. This is so great to be back in the studio and we're focusing this season on the ROI of your digital transformation. I love this topic. And we're joined today by Tina Nelson from our partner Optimizely. Welcome to B2B Bits and Bytes, Tina. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Happy to be here. Great to have you. Well, over our seasons, we've been talking about e-commerce and in particular digital commerce. And we're also talking about digital transformations. So for our audience who comprises CIOs, CTOs, CMOs, and of course, practitioners of B2B e-commerce, as a refresher digital transformations focus on using digital tools to improve experiences now that ranges from internal employees and their workflows to external b2b e-commerce customers and their customer journeys our specialty xengage is in digital commerce which is really elevating that b2b e-commerce channel often using automation So today we're going to be talking about digital transformations, but really with an eye towards ROI. But before we even do that, Tina, let's start by talking about your perspective on digital transformations and tell us a little bit more about Optimizely.
2: Absolutely. Thanks again, Kathleen. So my role at Optimizely, I am a product evangelist director, and I've worked in the CMS and B2B commerce industry for many years. So super excited to be here today to talk about ROI. Um, a little bit more about Optimizely. So Optimizely empowers customers to create digital experiences that your customers will love. We do that through creating a comprehensive, DX, uh, connected DXP solution uh, that really encompasses the entire customer journey and that digital experience workflow. We've got a connected solution that in, combines experimentation, content, commerce, orchestration, as well as the CDP and personalization. So a lot of different tool sets to help our customers really excel.
0: Folks, you're listening today to B2B Bits and Bytes, Practical Tips for Digital Commerce. We have a podcast that is in season four, bringing it to you here live with Joe Albrecht and Tina Nelson from Optimizely. And we're glad you could join us today. So Tina, back to you. Um, I've heard a lot of C-suites talking about ROI I want to know if you in your experience find that's where the discussion is happening or are there other places within a typical b2b organization whether this ROI discussion is present and powerful and I would ask you as a second part to that how do you recommend that our listeners raise the topic most effectively in their organizations tina
2: yeah, some great questions. So when we look at where is that conversation really starting, you know, depending on where you are in your you know, digital maturity uh, as an organization will we'll have an impact on where it starts. You know, There are some organizations where it starts really at the ground level and people see a need, you know, a need to sell online. Some of that, obviously, in the last few years has been you know, living in the pandemic uh, world that we were living in had a big influence, right? And everybody needed to adjust. And so the data behind that is really important. But you also see you know, those at the management level really elevating more of the strategic side of it and looking at that overall digital transformation. And that really needs to then be presented to your C-suite to help get buy-in. And as we've been talking about today, it's really so much more than just the metrics as part of the ROI, but the overall story you need to tell about how you plan to actually achieve those goals and break that down and make sure that your ROI is representative of, of course, the organizational value that you will gain out of it aligned to your you know, your corporate goals, uh, but also just making sure that, that you've got everything you need uh, to gain confidence uh, at that C-suite level and make sure you're making a good investment. I think you know, today's uh, economic constraints have made everyone really take a moment of pause and think pretty closely about where are we investing and how are we investing? And so the ROI that we talk about, you know, in terms of where is it happening, needs to go all the way to the C-suite because ultimately they make the decisions. And it's all about using those data points to make the good decisions, right? Making sure that you're aligned. Yes, Absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, I think there's a, a scenario that we you know, we talked about earlier, right? We, we talked about all of those inputs in terms of revenue, in terms of customers, you know, cost to acquire, all of that good stuff. And, and when you really break it down, and you start to think about you know the outputs and that what that conversation looks like, and what would I recommend to listeners um, on how they raise the topic? Obviously, collect the data first and make sure you've got a good plan. But think about the conversation that you can take to your C-suite, if you are able to use that ROI to say, listen, this is the revenue benefit I see us having over the next three years if we go with this approach. Here is the cost of delaying this project on a quarterly basis. So based on dollars, you are going to lose a million dollars a quarter potentially in online revenue if we do not go down this path. Thinking about incremental customer lifetime value improvement. You know, how do we quantify that? Making sure you have those numbers to actually say, listen, we think we can get a lift of you know $2,500 per customer if we, we take this, this digital transformation approach. You know, the overall impact to revenue. If these are the things that are going to really perk your C-Suite's ears when you can help them not only uh, quantify the numbers for them, but also help them understand, as we've talked about today, some of the internal things, because we know there's also a talent gap in today's world. And so, listen, we can be more efficient with the team we have if we are able to take on some of these these new projects as it relates to digital transformation. Those are some of the the key things that I think will really um, hone, hone in on and gain you the confidence and the buy-in from your C-suite to move this, this entire transformation idea forward.
0: Tina, love that. First and foremost, the fact that you're talking about Opportunity cost, you know, that's not a conversation topic that's coming up as often. I'm so very glad that you brought that up. Because quite honest, if you fast forward, you know, five years from now, when you look at where channel shift and growth is occurring, everybody should be getting their fair share And for those that can present the experience in the best possible way, it is theirs for the taking, right? Now, there's plenty in terms of why that would be the case. But that coupled with the incremental value, and and I love what you said about the efficiencies of teams. You can make your organization stronger through a digital transformation. I think all those things combined are a very, very powerful message to send around a business case to that most senior level of the organization. And from there, then it cascades down into the right places where management and the, the staff can make the best decisions in support of it. This is this is a really great topic today on ROI. To both Joe and Tina, I would ask, in general, do you have any other advice um, that we would be thinking about if we were CTOs, CIOs, or CMOs, or just general practitioners of B2B e-commerce on delivering ROI? Joe, do you want to kick us off there?
1: I d- I wanted to add one more kind of thought which is really more long term oriented and and sort of fundamental strategic if you will uh, um when we talk about RI we we always try to figure out a framework in measuring um you know the outcomes and and so on but there is also a fundamental aspect to it and I think that's what Tina alluded to in the opportunity cost right um what what a digital initiative does and you can call it an e-commerce website but at the end of the day it is part of your digital transformation um it really affects the organization and tina said it many times and you did but the bottom line is it's creating readiness ever so 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 slightly and incrementally right in a a crawl walk run mentality it's going to create the foundational uh um, underpinnings that will be required when the world continues to change and when the workforce and and, and the folks in business uh, come in from the younger generations that general generational shift takes place but also buying behaviors will change more and more uh, we hear about AI in in in, in uh, um, you know, coming into the industry and into the space. We hear about IoT. We hear about connected commerce. We hear about all these things. Um, how can a business run by pen and paper keep up with that in five, ten years from today? Um, and, and you know, that's not an immediate, uh, I guess, um, return that you can maybe measure, but it's something I think needs to be kept in mind. Um it is helpful if an organization embarks on that journey and the sooner the better. And I get it that you don't want to do something that doesn't make financially sense, but this longer-term horizon should be considered and, and getting ready for the time when uh, it will no longer be uh, transacted over a phone call or over an email. Those days will come, um, in different speeds, in different industries, I get it. We have clients still today, they do it on pen and paper, and that's totally cool.
0: <laughs> right on.
1: But I think that's an aspect we can, <clears throat> Oh, it's hard to capture in a ROI model, and if it is captured, that's a great aspect, I think, to capture and include.
0: Excellent I would place. agree with
2: you. I think you hit on some really good things there, Joe, because as we talk about the ROI aspect, there's also these influencer elements, right? The generational changes, obviously the pandemic that we've, we've all been living through. Those all have a factor in how you move forward. And I think what we've learned in the last few years is that there is a very big driver, especially in the B2B space, to frankly just keep up. Um, we know that, as you mentioned, the generations are shifting, and that you know we're looking at, you know, 70% of key decision makers being millennials who frankly don't want to talk to sales reps. They would honestly prefer their experience online to be their own. And they might reach out to a sales rep to ask a few questions or, you know, take on a a few things that uh, they need some assistance with or getting organized. But at the end of the day, they really want to be as self-sufficient as they can. I think that's, you know, I don't know about you, but I've got two kids who very much uh, live in the technology world, and so I've seen it firsthand. How why would we want to make a phone call? We'll just send a note. I'll send a text. I'll send a chat. Whatever I can do. And so I think those those aspects really play a factor in the importance of why you need the data, as well as the influencer sides to to really help make good decisions. You need to be able to keep up and stay ahead, especially as it relates to differentiating yourself from your your competitors. Excuse
0: me. Great point, Tina, and I think keeping up versus leading is the question here for anybody who's in our audience listening. I would ask both of you, um, in particular, any advice uh, on digital transformation, ROI that you would give smaller or medium business that might be different than a very large enterprise? How would you uh, consult? those types of organizations who also listen to our show and might be thinking about, well, is this applicable to me? I'm, you know, pretty lean and nimble, but absolutely. The answer is yes. How would you talk to those folks differently?
2: I would start with a a couple of things that that come to mind. I think one is just across the board, regardless of size, you know, the average, the average firm says that like 50% of you know, potential digital value still sits on the table for most organizations. And you kind of sit and wonder, especially today, why, why wouldn't that be higher? Um, And I think it's because a lot of of conversations really get caught in the doing digital concept rather than actually thinking about the concrete aspects of it, how you can actually create and capture the value with digital, which is everything we've been talking about today. So if we start to apply that to, you know, small and and medium and, and even the enterprise organizations, right? It's gonna be different depending on where you are in your digital maturity, um, depending on the size again of the organization. From a small and medium standpoint, typically those businesses can operate in a bit more of an agile fashion. You know, they might have a shorter path to approval or buy-in, but typically they need the just as much data if not more uh, to make sure they're making a good investment. You know, they don't have, um, you know, nor does a large organization, to be fair, funds just sitting around. Everyone wants to make sure you're spending your dollars wisely. And I would also think that from a large organization standpoint, you know, their, their path to approval is probably gonna be a bit more effort just by, by the nature of a large organization. Um, both of those sized organizations need to think about that phased approach as we talked about, the crawl, walk, run, and really look at use that ROI to help build your overall plan and then break down the true way of how you can achieve that, keeping an eye on how you're actually capturing the value using the digital tool to help improve your business overall. So regardless of the size, that data and the operational you know, efficiencies that you can gain are still of the
0: utmost importance. Great, Joe, would you have anything?
1: No, but maybe reinforce it because I love what Tina is talking about and uh, I actually um, sometimes like to share this message with um, clients and uh, even prospects, and and especially if they are new to the digital transformation story and e-commerce and all that stuff. It can be daunting uh, and can feel uh, overwhelming to a lot of folks. And uh, my message is forget about digital. It's not about digital. And I know it's controversial and people say, what's going on with you? Yeah, well um, I don't know, what's going on with you? Yeah. <laughs> but what I mean by that is, l- free yourself of this need to be in digital and think only about your business. And then ask how digital can help to achieve improvements uh, and Carving out the edge that these businesses have; these were businesses uh, that are run by fourth-generation folks. They are in business over hundreds of years. Um, you know, it's 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 incredible to see how many of these businesses are out there, and especially the B2B sector and distribution. And um, they have been doing things right all along, uh, generation after generation. And that's because they focused on their business. And if they continue doing that and they ask partners like XEngage to help them understand what digital technology can do to carve out an even stronger edge, whether it's saving cost, whether it is increasing revenue, whatever the metrics are we attached to, then digital becomes valuable. And I think that's really going along with what you were saying, Tina. It's just... Uh, sort of amplifying the message and puts it a little bit um, also to create really that, that to, to relieve that pressure of having to achieve certain digital metrics. As long as you are using digital technology uh, and you better your business outcomes, I think everything is dandy.
2: <laughs>
0: well said. Yeah, I, would,
2: I would completely agree. I think, you know, kind of in closing to that, In in summarizing what both of us have been saying, I think it really is all about focusing on that value element is what's going to allow the the organizations and across the departments within the organization really focus on changing the way they think, the way they operate, the way they develop their own talent or partner right with those of us that can help with the talent side, how they organize, how they innovate, and how all of that is going to help them stay either adjusting to the competition or ahead of that competition back to your earlier comment, Kathleen.
0: Good conversation. My gosh, I'm going to do my typical summary here. So hang on there with me. Um, when I'm done in about 30 seconds to a minute, I would like any additional final feedback from both of you, but I like where you started this end part of our conversation, Tina, with the focus on value. And that's what I'm going to try to do in this next 30 seconds to a minute. So to begin with, thank you to Tina Nelson, joining us from Optimizely who is in the business of helping digital customers help their customers with a wide variety of tools from experimentation to content to commerce to orchestration to make their digital systems work better and deliver those experiences that customers love. Back to the focus on value, right? There's a couple things we talked about today, hitting them at a high level. So metrics and attribution, outcomes, where to have the conversation, what story to have, and Joe you know, brought it right back to what are the fundamentals. So let's unpack each of those just briefly. So we talked about, from a metrics perspective, having the right combination of inputs and outputs, and looking at attribution, not just in terms of what's coming through your e-commerce channel, but also some of the other things that you might be measuring, whether it's increasing revenue or decreasing cost, Look at things that will help the efficiency of your organization and goes to exactly what Joe just said a moment ago, which is, if you're in the business of your business, let digital be your guide and help enable you and your customers, but don't squarely just focus on digital. From an outcomes perspective, we're looking at channel shift, increasing share of wallet, digital self-service, all with an eye, as Tina said, to build impact. Where do you have that conversation? Well, sometimes it starts at the ground level, sometimes it's at the management level and finds its way to the C suite. Wherever it starts, make sure all of those audiences are united and talking about organizational value. And in terms of opportunity costs, efficiencies with teams, don't be left out as someone who's keeping up. Be a leader in this space and ask yourself is your organization ready for IoT, AI, connected commerce? Make sure your entire ecosystem is ready for competition today, tomorrow, and what the future ecosystem will bring. Joe and Tina, anything to add?
2: I think that summarized it really well. Uh, I think it's it's really being being clear that digital transformation is much, much, much more than being just about the digital side of that. Think about all the different factors that go into it. Think about how you can provide value to your organization. How can you set yourself apart uh, from your competition using those value elements and really drive your your organization forward, uh, given the current trends that we're seeing with different generational changes, uh, obviously the increase uh, in online uh, usage and the expectations that come along with that. Again, thank you, Amazon,
0: right? (laughs) Right on. Joe.
1: Nothing to add. I think it was great um, conversations and fantastic input from Tina. Thank you very much, Tina, for being on the on the show. Kathleen, thanks for moderating.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. Now, if people want to talk to you a little bit more, Tina, about the Value Library, can they contact you directly or connect through LinkedIn? You can, of course. We can you absolutely can con-
2: connect with me through LinkedIn. That would be great.
0: Absolutely. Well, as always, you can contact XEngage as well. We're XEngage for B2B bits and bytes here. Find us on our website at www.xengage.com, that's X-N-G-A-G-E.com, or wherever podcasts are streaming. For our next episode of ROI, we'll be having other potential vendors and partners like Optimizely on our call. But for today, let's make sure that we look at the opportunity from a value perspective. And for the contributions you made today, Joe and Tina, thank you so much when
2: we think about digital transformation or when I think about digital transformation, the biggest thing I want to keep in mind and remember is that it's not just about the technology itself, right? There are cultural changes. There are organizational changes in how we leverage and use those digital tools or technology that we really need to take into consideration as well. You know, organizations really need to continue to focus on the you know, on this area of ROI, because there is a ton of of good impact that you can get from it if you do it well. We all know today customer loyalty retention is quite difficult these days due to pricing constraints, fulfillment delays, and we know there's an increase in expectations, thank you Amazon, (laughs) that also play a factor in that as well. So it's really critical to consider the proper ROI, and actually Optimizely's got a great model that we leverage to help our customers define uh, the, and ultimately measure that ROI on their investment. We have a tool we call the Value Library, which essentially is a modular, modularized framework uh, that it quantifies the different outcomes. And we'll talk through a little bit of, of the elements of that, uh, I think in today's conversation as well. But it's really bigger than just the technology side. You really need to look at uh, all the different aspects when it comes to digital transformations.
0: I am so glad that you started our conversation with that today, Tina, because so often we jump right to the technology, which is an important part of the ecosystem for sure. However, let's not forget that process and people are a big part of that. How people adopt new technology, how people use it, how they work their way and employ to the optimization of all these areas in which you see um, integration. So experimentation, content, commerce, orchestration, all of that is critically important to be able to have the people, processes, and technology working well together. Great. Well, thanks for your input. Now we're going to shift a little bit and start our conversation about ROI. And I can't wait to hear you talk more about this value library. That's really cool. So... Thinking about ROI or return on investment in the simplest terms, we typically talk about a couple of things. One is increasing revenue to cover our expenses, and another is decreasing cost to serve or eliminating expenses. So to both Joe and Tina, I would ask you, what else do you typically consider when you're thinking about return on investment?
1: So, uh, Tina, I always let you uh, go first if you like to or I'll chime in here. But um, from our point of view, what we have seen a lot is that if we focus only on increasing revenue, and specifically if we are focusing only on increasing sales through the online channel, then that is the most difficult area uh, to attain in B2B e commerce. The reason for that is there is lower hanging fruits which are serving existing customers better and streamlining how we do business with existing customers. right? And so the lower hanging fruit to attach ROI to is actually on the cost side, on the efficiency side. And here it really comes down to defining the metrics correctly and thinking about what ROI means to us as a business. right? ROI doesn't need to necessarily have be tied to uh, a metric that is expressed in dollars. There could be metrics such as reduction in sales um, uh, calls or in, in, in customer service calls, excuse me. There could be metrics that are tied to how often are customers calling in to check order status. There could be metrics uh, uh, related to other topics.